I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This for my fam. This for the fam. Do this for the fam. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. Angus just told me that while I was away, he fell asleep on the toilet twice. Yeah. And I've never regretted not hitting that record button. Damn. I thought you'd hit it. And I didn't even... Oh, yeah. Um, Discovered by two different people. But hey, we might save that for another incidental intro. (laughs) Hey, fam. Welcome to Hey, fam. It's a show, a weekly podcast about two mates. What's it about? Two mates and their love of unimportant shit. We did it. It only took 22 episodes. We finally figured out the perfect intro to what this mess of a podcast is. If we, let's, uh, you know, role play. Hi, I'm an investor who wants to give you $5 billion to make HeyFam for a living. What's oh, it about? Um, well, it's about two um, boys. <laughs> that was us for the last 22 episodes. <laughs> now we know what we're doing. Oh, man. Isn't yeah. life sweet? Say it again. Uh, <laughs> hey, welcome to Hey Fam. It's a show about two boys oh. and their love of yep. unimportant shit. Yeah, oh, I'm looking at, we're in a room right now <laughs> full of unimportant shit, and I'm not talking about us. That's fantastic. Dude, it's nice to have you back. Speaking of us, my name is Andrew Levins. My he- name is. You can do it, man. Okay, Angus Truscott. He did it. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, and uh, we hang out in Angus's living room yep. every week, but we haven't for a while. No, we it, have been- it's been weird. We did uh, a Paris episode. World. We did a um, a Good God Basement episode. A, a, Sony a, a Canberra, episode. a Canberra episode. A Canberra. We have been everywhere but home. Yeah. Now and now I'm I'm, well, I'm at your home, not my home. But well, I'm, it's, it's at my home. second home. It's Hey Fam home. You know, hey Mark Maron may have a garage, but guess what? At least we've inside the house. Yeah, it's true. Get a get a house already, Maron, with your yeah, rich like living WTF in a garage, money. It wears it kind of you know the charm wears off. Well, no, the secret is he actually does have a house, but it's just different. It's just garage. He parks his car in the house and he lives in the garage. <laughs> he fucked up. <laughs> He's too embarrassed to correct himself. On like, the fuck, the neighbors are watching. No, I'm gonna go with this. <laughs> just drives a car straight in the house, yelling um, Obama. <laughs> Damn you, Prez. Yeah, that's what we do. Um, so on the show today, we're going to be talking about uh, the latest big Netflix blockbuster series oh. by Aziz Ansari, Master of None. Um, Angus has uh, been trying to uh, spread himself evenly um, <laughs> across two games, uh, Fallout 4 and Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, one was released uh, 12 hours ago and I've been playing it for, let's let's say, a quarter of that. Excellent. But also, little sneaky revisits down a thing I like to call Hideo Kojima Lane. Because <laughs> I'm still partaking in my I must play every Metal Gear game that is canon by next sometime next year. It's a really horrible rule that you've set yourself. And also, I'm watching every Star Wars well, that's easier. That's yeah, considerably no, that, easier. But, um, You've already did, done that. I do that every yeah, every other month. <laughs> but this time watching it with a new eye and did something a little different this time, which it isn't a machete order, which is watching them in a bizarre order. But I'll tell you what it is once we get to it. Uh, Star Wars was everywhere while I was in Japan. So I'll be talking about some Japan adventures. Um, I went to Disneyland and uh, did a whole bunch of crazy shit. So um, if, that was, did you and, and the cool thing the is that... What's that? Mugged at the airport from all those hey fam. Uh, oh man, they, 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 yeah, we were huge. You are fam. <laughs> yeah, we should have looked up what fam. How to say fam in Japanese? Yeah, it's probably you know famu. 
you know, because it's a it's an English word. Or Famicom. Oh yeah, well that's it. Yeah, it'd be fam. Perfect. Um, but before we get to any of that, something very important coming around the corner. Oh my god! It's only a couple of days away. Yeah, um, we're recording this on a Thursday night, which it's... means that tomorrow, when this episode goes up, Angus. Oh, it's Friday, baby. <laughs> And uh, two days after that... That's not the after- news. That's not the big news. <laughs> That's the massive news. But a couple of days after that, it's Monday. Ugh. And uh, that means it is our first ever live show. We are recording our podcast, Hey Fam, the one you listen to right now. We're recording an episode live. You can be in it just by being in the audience. You can see what happens. You can it's live live the magic that we live yeah, once a, a week. Yeah, it's a privilege. And it's not just a live podcast, though. It's a oh. massive show. It's called Hey Fam, It's Saturday. Yep. So it's part Hey Fam... And part, hey, hey, it's Saturday, the classic Australian variety show. It's We're like, going to be playing yeah. games that they used to play on, hey, hey. And so that's like the first half of the show, like this crazy episode. He's people so being guests. interviewed, so many guests. Some new friends, some old Hey Fam favorites. And um, there's some pretty big names too. Yeah. And then, so after we do the regular show. So do we show, have an ARIA nominated act performing? Oh, we do actually. Yeah, we have, we have a musical uh, guest. Try finding anywhere in Australia this week, where you, next week, where you can catch an ARIA act performing that's not at the ARIAs. It's impossible. Uh, if you like the meeting tree, they will be our musical guest. I feel that the house band, they'll be sticking around all night. All night. Yeah. All night. Every, house band. They're just playing music beneath every single line we say yeah um there's going to be special appearances by tommy dasselow jen fricker stuart dolman henry stone alexei topolopoulos i like to take pride in how i don't fuck up his name like everyone else but yeah was, normally that, i was I like, like shit I'm, you've got this <laughs> wow i did not got this just then i'm tired he's Get used late. to it um that doesn't make it right, though. It doesn't, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Henry Stone, Alexei Toliopoulos, and Cameron James, yep. a.k.a. our awful rivals, the Blank Slate Movie Podcast Boys. You better believe we'll be playing up the fact we didn't pretend we will act like they weren't invited when they show up. Uh, and Louis McCurdy's going to be there. Becky Lucas is going to be there. Tom Tilly's going to be there. Yep. Nakia Louie. These are brand new names that we're announcing. Yeah. Ryder. Um, recent guest on the Junket episode, Nakia Louie. Um, Channel V's Danny Clayton. That's right. He's going to pop on because he was actually on Hey Hey It's Saturday. We're going to get him point. to tell the nitty gritty whole story behind what the hell he was doing on Hey Hey It's Saturday. Um, Eliza hey, Riley. Just don't request a song, guys. <laughs> it's not that kind of show. Writer and actor and funny lady Eliza Riley is going to be on it. I'd say nominee for Young Australian of the Year. Sure. I mean, I'm just saying not? that. I'm saying it. I'm putting it out there. And uh, nominee for Celebrity Chef of the Year. Oh my God, I hear Mitch Orr's coming. The Mitchin's own Mitch Orr will be making an appearance we are at a, Hey Fam It's Saturday. It's like the MCU. We're starting to cross over. Basically, we've done 22 episodes of Hey Fam. I think it's 16 of the Mitchin. Yep. Thereabouts. These, they've been our Thors, our Captain Americas, our Iron Mans. This is all culminating this in is Hey Avengers. Fam It's Saturday. This is it, baby. <laughs> um, would, what would, what would uh, Mitch be? If he was a Marvel character, oh. he's a bit of a Tony Stark. I only say that because he has facial hair. Yeah, no, that is that's it. You, just it because you and I can't grow facial, and he has hair. more money than me. Yeah, so true. Tony Stark. Um, I was thinking like, yeah, no, I, I can do that. I can live with Tony. Okay, cool. All right, we'll, we'll refer to him as Tony. He on, likes on the Monday. finer things in life, like he Tony does. Stark. Totally. Yeah. Uh, supreme clothes. Supreme clothes. UFC. <laughs> Yeah, the finer things. It's like, a, you know. Jats. <laughs> um, so the reason we have so many guests is one, to provide oh. hot content for you live on stage. That's right. But the second half of the show, I don't know if you have noticed, but ever since we have uh, started this show, we've been mentioning, oh, I would say twice little, to 10 times an episode. Yeah, a little show that we like to call Entourage. Just us. No one else likes to call it that. No. 
everyone else likes to call it. Who's the, the boss? Who's the boss? <laughs> um, but we are going to be oh. doing a live read of, and I can't believe how authentic it's been so far. Ladies and I just did a read through then. Holy it's... shit. We've written an episode of Entourage. Yep. Guess what? Imagine uh, doing something which A, nobody asked for, B, nobody wants, and C, you feel horrible every time you do it. Because that's what I've been doing it's for the last two Angus, weeks. Angus has watched way too much Entourage over the last week. I have a notepad here. This is like... I've written down character beats, character motivations. Like this isn't this is in general lines they say you, insults that only this character would say. So like, method actors get inside the the body of the character they're going to play. Angus has been inside yep. the bodies of every character of Entourage in the last two weeks. Look, it really hit me when I was in the coffee shop. Uh, it really hit you when you were asleep on the toilet. <laughs> it, re- it really hit me when I, I was reverse cowgirling for some reason. <laughs> the only sex position, is I've, which actually hasn't fe- uh, come up in the script yet. I'm sure we'll work that in. Um, it hit me the other day when I went to the coffee shop to pick up a coffee. And I was just surprised and also shocked that every female in there was fully clothed. And I was like, oh, that's right. This isn't an episode of Entourage. Everyone here is respectable and has jobs and is nice. It, was, it really took me out. But yeah, we've been writing a script. Uh, think of it as like a lost episode. Like if Entourage was still on TV, it hadn't been canned or had a movie and it was just the next episode. And what was your favorite trope for a show to do at some point late in the game? Look, the Simpsons did it. Everybody, the Brady Bunch done did it. it. The Brady, they go on a trip to Australia. <laughs> and would you believe Vinny and the boys? Oh yeah, are headed. Uh, you said oh yeah wrong. Oh yeah. Thank you so much. They're headed down under. We won't say why. <laughs> they're go- hey, they're gonna run it. They're gonna bring some of their friends. Don't you worry. But they're gonna run into a few more, couple locals. <laughs> um, also, it blows me out that they never actually went to Australia. In Entourage. Yeah, it's insane. Especially where we're sending them, which we won't say. But the good news is you're going to see it live performed by professional actors, might I add, for the first time ever. Yep. This Monday. Prof- yeah, professional actors performing Entourage for the first time ever. Ever. It's going to be huge. Right? <laughs> I hear um, I hear all the Entourage guys are just keen to see how it went. Um, so come on down. It's going to be amazing. Hey um, fam, it's Saturday is the name of it. You can get tickets from giantdwarf.com.au because yeah. that is where it is, at the Giant Dwarf Theatre in Redfern. It's a Monday. What are you doing on Monday? Yeah, it, it's called Hey Fam, it's Saturday. It's on a Monday night. It starts at 7 p.m., goes for a couple hours. Look, it's going to be We're going to make you laugh. Yep. We're going to make you wish Entourage was <laughs> still on still the Still on air. TV. It's going to be fun. And yeah, get down there. Awesome. Wow. That's it. Plug over. I wouldn't say plug. That's just advice. It is advice. Like, Life advice over. In, but in any case, I'm letting my hair out. Oh, yeah. It's time for the real fun of Hey Fam to begin. Here we go. Get the, uh, get the air horns. We're um, starting. Let's talk about Netflix because oh, after a, a brief... I, I got Netflix um, earlier in the year yep. um, because I've, I'm a, a, a staunch illegal downloader by yep. trade. Yeah, love it. Um, this guy wears an eye patch every time he logs on because uh, <laughs> he is downloading shit Arr! from uh, the, 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 the international waters of websites. I wouldn't steal a car, but best believe I would steal seasons one through eight. <laughs> of Entourage. <laughs> um, but... Uh, what are we talking about? Netflix. Netflix look, so I originally got Netflix um, actually years ago for like one month. That's right. When Arrested Development came yes. that, that season three. I still haven't watched it all. Season, season four. four. Yeah. I still haven't watched it's it great. all. But, uh, but I got it for a little bit and watched it. And it's I was bold. like, I it's can't, I can't watch more making. than two episodes of, of something in like a week because of my life. Yeah. My life. Um, <laughs> my life. But, look, but I then emoji. I got it again. I, got I, I was going to say, I know emoji got in the dictionary this year as a new word. 
It should have been Netflix and Chill. Netflix. Because I heard Netflix and Chill is officially over now. Is it over? Yeah, I think it's over. Well, I think this year, what we're about to say, it just proves that it's alive and well. Like It's true, Netflix. The content is ripe. So I got I got it for Daredevil at the beginning of the year and then kind of dicked around and watched a few movies and was like, oh, you know, it's not, it's not bad. Hey, Netflix, call me when the Entourage movie's on here. Maybe then we'll talk. Uh, but holy smokes. There's, I mean, we had Wet Hot American Summer a couple months yep. ago. That was excellent. Tremendous. Um, obviously, the, the, the what is it? The what's the name? The the second part of the name of the, that title? Wet Hot American Wet Hot Summer. American Summer. First day of camp. That's the one. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, now we've got oh, huge week. Huge week. We so just had Aziz Ansari's first show, like written, starring him, uh, written with Harris Whittles, R.I.P. Uh, huge show, Master of None, ten episodes. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, and it's been created with um, Alan Yang, who Alan is a, Yang, one yep. of the writers and executive producers of uh, the better seasons of Parks and Recreation. Yeah, better seasons. And um, one of uh, Aziz's good friends, who he, he uh, when he toured out here um, a few years ago, the first time Aziz came out, Alan, Alan was with him. Yep. Yeah. 2009. Um, yeah, sure. 2010, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Summit. Yeah, uh, it's, it's really good. You haven't watched it. I have. Oh yeah, have you watched eight episodes? Bro, can you believe it? A show, a show has been out for a week, and I've watched all but two episodes. Yeah, that's of it. insane. Eight, that's insane for me because uh, when we were in Japan, I'm going to be saying when we were in Japan a lot. I'll this say episode. it a lot. Um, Archie, my son, had to have a nap in the middle of the day, and right. so we would watch an epi or two of yeah. Master of None. And it's so well made. It is fucking great. It reminds me of when I first watched Louis. I was going to say same thing, but same thing. Same thing. Um, <laughs> so, Louis, it can be sweet, but it never gets sickly sweet. It can it be. It did once or twice, but I was kind of okay with it. Which ones? Um, oh, there's just like some of the more relationshipy ones, a bit cutesy. Sure, but I think that's Aziz. But it's Aziz, but it works. Like yeah, I don't know. It, like yeah, it was. He's a cute little guy. Like he's a cutie. He is a cutie. Like he's a straight up cutie. Like I think it's him. It it, it gets never gets preachy. It could be funny, but it's also there's a lot of. The h- some parts where it could get preachy where you're like, oh, I see what you're trying to do here, but it never, ever feels like you're being told a lesson. So I haven't seen the full series yet. Yep. So far, my absolute two highlight episodes. Yep. Obviously, number one, by far, the episode with their dads. Oh, yeah. That was so Amazing. fantastic. How good were those flashbacks to, um, Man, you know, Laos? so and, crushing. And just, you know, but, s- seeing the uh, kill the chicken and stuff. It was yeah. Hectic. And I, I, Aziz has done bits in the past about, you know... His how, last show was actually a bit like that, wasn't it? The one, the most recent one he did at Madison Square Garden, which you probably didn't see because it's on see Netflix. It. <laughs> but he has that whole bit about his dad. That whole first half, actually, of the episode with the dad asking him to do a small little thing and him phasing out going, oh, no, I want to go do this. That's like a whole bit from his show. Yeah. So he's kind of just turned that um, that one bit into an episode and it actually worked. Like, you can tell it's something that's on his mind and has been a huge part of his life as like a first-generation American. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, like, I have a funny, you know, I love Aziz as a stand-up. I, I loved Aziz on uh, Human Giant. Yeah, he's I loved, amazing. I loved his Tom Haverford on Parks and Rec- yeah. Recreation. Um, but, you know, there were moments where... On Parks and Rec, it was obvious Aziz didn't have the acting chops to pull off more dramatic side totally. of Tom Haverford. He was like and then the it funny kind of, guy on the side. Totally, but then they tried to give him depth and it was weird. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's, very so, he's very so good in this. Like, he's definitely playing like a different version of Aziz. Oh, yeah. But but like, I don't know, he's he's really good in it. He's the normal writing guy. is he's so insecure. good. He's insecure. He's like, you know, a normal guy. He's got family, like you said. Yeah. And it, there's some great, great comedy stars that we love. Eric Wareheim oh, is unbelievable in it. He replaced Harris. 
Oh man, I didn't know that. Harris was playing that role originally. So Harris Wills was uh, a um, writer for Parks and Rec, writer for Parks and Recreation, comedian, uh, regular guest on Comedy Bang Bang, unbelievably funny, drummer for Don't Stop or We'll Die. Yeah, Um, he uh, was one of those comedians that I didn't I didn't know him, um, but I felt a weird connection to him just because of how strangely funny he was and He's open and honest still and to this day my favorite podcast ever analyze fish that yeah an unbelievable best podcast ever and i hate fish i have no oh, interest in ever listen too. to fish but I, yeah. so that that's uh basically uh harris whittles tries to convince scott orkerman that fish is a good band over 10 or so episodes at over one about point five years like the best thing was they'd do an episode every six months or so and it was just like what do you think i'm gonna play you these so, like Listen to it. Don't, we won't tell you. It's like, brilliant. It's At one point, they go see Fish Live, and that's maybe it's my incredible. favorite. My favorite podcast. I think it's a New Year's Eve. Move Mason over, cereal. Garden, like, and it's amazing. Yeah. There are drugs talked. There is. Yeah. It's incredible. It's so fantastic. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I mean, I, I remember when Harris Whittles died early in the year. Aziz was talking about, um, you know, that, that they did work on this project together, and how crushing it was that Harris was going to get to see that. And so He's his supposed name to come out to New York to start working on it. That's right. That's after right, yeah. Parks and Rec wrapped. And so Harris's name is is peppered throughout the credits. Totally. And it's really, you know, it's really bittersweet to see him there because he you, came up with a bunch of stuff. I know you've said you've watched some of the early episodes. You know when um, Eric's character is saying, you know, if you want to speak to a girl, you send him a photo of a, a turtle coming out of a box. Like he, Jose says, that was Harris, and uh, the domino scene, all that, that, all that kind of weird. On the fringe, like strange stuff, that was all uh, all Harris, right? Yeah, so he's like he's throughout the whole series, like every kind of idea is still there. Yeah, it's, it's uh, great, it's amazing. Yeah, I'm so into it. I won't speak about it in a grander scope because you've still got some to go. Yeah, but, well, um, I think once I finish it, we're going to get our, our friend Matt Roden to come and sit down and talk about it because he's obsessed with it. How Baller was the episode, and you know, we've both moved in with um like lovers, and that episode with the <laughs> that we have that honeymoon period. Yeah, it was incredible. It was crushing. I felt like I was watching. Oh, where they where they go down to Dallas? Sorry, not Dallas. Uh, Fuck, maybe I've you've watched up to eight. Have they moved in together? No, not yet. Oh, oh fuck. dude, damn! Spoiler alert. Next episode. Anyway, it's an amazing episode. But um, no, the uh, Nashville episode was great. Too. Nashville episode, yeah. yeah but sorry, Dallas. fuck. I thought that was eight. Maybe that's right. maybe maybe I haven't watched eight yet. Yeah, maybe no, it's incredible. I really liked it. My fault for lying. Hey, my <laughs> fault for lying back. Um, we'll, we'll get into more deets of Matt Roden. But so watching, uh, you know, the Netflix binge and, and the, the new episode starts as soon as one finishes was very, very hard to uh, keep watching Master of None, not because it wasn't amazing and fun to watch, but because two beloved faces would appear above the episode of Master of None advertising another show that just started on Netflix. Who, who? Which is the return of Mr. Show with Bob oh, and David. Oh, yeah. That's the theme song. Bob Odenkirk and David Cross. Um, Mr. Ever show heard me, of them? Mr. Show for me was one of those first, like, you know, internet discoveries when I was a teenager. And uh, I ended up paying big bucks for uh, the, oh, the DVD yeah. box set. Region one, baby. <laughs> Send them over. But it was like an incredible... You know, I watched s- them on a friend's uh, region one box set. I remember borrowing it. Now he was like, just take this, take really good care. It costs so much money. Yeah. I was like, it's fucking DVD, you idiot. Because it was either that or like unbelievably low quality on MPEGs. Na- on um, LimeWire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, it was like a sketch show where all of the sketches were interlinked. I haven't had oh, a chance. Check out this. Can you read that out? 
my Apple Watch thinks I just dictated all of this to it. It thinks I said, hey, Siri. Whoa, that's wild. <laughs> it looks oh, like you a, just said, hey, Siri. Damn so it. Things it, look, it looked like a letter that a serial killer writes before they murder somebody. <laughs> it's like just words. I understand the words, but when you arrange them in that order, you sound cuckoo. Guys, uh, Angus has an Apple Watch. And, oh, uh, yeah. Shout out to Apple for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Um, you know, I actually use Apple. Huh? No, I was doing a serial serial. MailChimp oh. bit Oh yeah I was like yeah There's a MacBook on your lap And iPhone there Like I'm like yeah I know <laughs> There's like 20 products In this room um, But Mr. Show Was a, a sketch show Where all the sketches Were interlinked In clever ways And they would lead Into one another I haven't watched any yeah. Of these new ones yet It was great And it's a lazy the comparison original. But everyone used to say A lot of a famous thing That gets thrown around a lot It is America's answer. Not answer, but it's America's own, like Monty Python. Like right, sure. classic sketches. Sketches that, but it, what was different about this, it wasn't like an SNL type thing. And this is the mid 90s and it was pretty cutting edge. It's definitely a precursor to uh, stuff now that we kind of take for granted, like a Tim and Eric or something like that. Absolutely. But the sketches would have reoccurring characters who would appear in other sketches. Like it was all very, it was quite meta. In fact, Tim and Eric were such big fans of Mr. They Show that when they Bobby first... Bobby Ode's a, uh, exactly. uh, their audition team. Yeah. And that's, without... that, that, and that's how Bob Odenkirk became involved and Totally. Conan O'Brien said no. Who was it? They sent out to seven people. I remember. I know Conan was one. Yeah, right. But a bunch yeah, Bob, of people Bob they Odenkirk respected. loved it and he, he got them Tom Goes to the Mayor and Alice Wim. Yeah, that's it. Wild. West, West is history. Um, so yeah, I, I haven't watched any of it yet. You've watched one episode? Yeah, it was great. It's classic Mr. Show to the point where they come out, introduce a live audience, Amazing. have the same... There's Paul F. Tompkins, like all the usual bros are there. Scott Aukerman, Scott, yeah, Brian Posehn. It's great. Same writers. Tom Kenny. It's literally Mr. Show, but probably for legal reasons, not allowed to be called that. Like, yeah. It's all for all... What's it actually of, called? Uh, with Bob and David. With Bob and David, perfect. Yeah. So it, it's great. I watched the first one... Um, after watching the latest Nathan View, which there you go, is actually, uh, it's kind of like a modern Tim and Eric, if you will, because it's produced by Tim and Eric. So it's oh, like wow, now they're, yeah, yeah. they're doing the circle of life. Yeah. And it was, it was great. It was a very nice uh, follow up. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to smashing those Smash eps that, like, all in a row. Start next episode sure. before five seconds button. Uh, when I was like a stoner, it would stay up all night with mates just watching shit on my laptop. I reckon easily would have watched one to two seasons of Mr. Show in a night. Favorite sketches? Um, I mean, for me, I I actually, I because I, I came into it late when, when, all the, all, when it had finished, yeah. I doubt that you'd find many Australians who were watching it from the beginning. Yeah, no, totally. Um, Everyone watched it later here. But uh, I I've saw season four and three first because they were the easiest to download. Sure. Um, they were, had the most... Uh, Kids, this is what it used to be like seeds. for us in the dark ages. Like, um, So I, uh, I, I really love season four and three, which I know that Bob Odenkirk and classic fans of the series don't... They, they think those episodes are, are inferior. Yeah, why is that? Uh, I guess th- there's a, just a different vibe. There are more writers on it. Sure. Scott Aukerman did a lot of the writing. Um, did? Yeah, yeah. But, Sorry, um, Scott. Bob H. Oh, I love that, though. They're, yeah. they're easily my favorite seasons. Um, and, uh, man, I, could, I couldn't tell you. That there's the, my, I mean, I love the story of Everest that Jay Johnston yeah. wrote. And Jay Johnston's always been my favorite uh, ca- show yeah, on, Ensemble Man. Yeah. Um, He's definitely amazing. Google that, the story of Everest. If you've I love the one, the one where uh, Adam got, uh, the, the kid got burnt at the um, Covered in Acid and the metal band goes and Oh, him. fucking perfect. It's one yeah. of my favorite, fa- I remember when I got a Wii and the big thing was you could watch YouTube. Yeah. And the cool thing was like to drink beers, have friends over and take a turn. It was like the first time you watch YouTube on a TV. Yeah, yeah. That. And it'd be like quickly type in something. And I remember that was always my go-to. It was so good. I forget the name of it right now. but It's, it's named like, after the, the band and the band have a really funny metal name. Titanica or something like that's that. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, yeah, something it. like that. It's so good. 
perfect. Yeah. So yeah, we'll definitely be talking about with Bob and David in the future. Um, and that ain't all. Jessica Jones, the second so, yeah, show in the Marvel, uh, the MCU Netflix deal. Um, not sure if it's set before, during, or after Daredevil, but same universe is kicking off this weekend, November twentieth or twenty first, I, I believe. Yeah, um, with Looks uh, fantastic with Jane from Breaking Bad yeah, as Kristen Jessica Jones. Thing, Kristen thing. Yeah, um, Kristen thing. And uh, we're it's, horrible. It's all hosts. About, I, I've read it's all it's it's loosely based on the Alias comic written by Brian Bendis, your friend, and, and Michael mine. Gatos. Um, and uh, it's one of the better things that Brian Bendis has written. Ends a bit weirdly, um, but uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and and uh, David Tennant playing the Purple Man. And the Purple Man is a pretty fucked up character, and he right. does some fucked up things to Jessica Jones. So it's fantastic. I'm interested, interested to see Marvel handling something very dark and adult. Yeah. Beyond well, just you know he punched someone really bad. But also you know they kind of uh, gave us a hint of how willing. Uh, how dark they're willing to get with Daredevil, I guess. Yeah, By but far, the trailer for Jessica Jones looks very dark. Oh, totally. Like, she's a binge drinker, etc. all this stuff. Like, yeah. even those topics. Also, we're going to be meeting Luke Cage, who is going to be having his own show. The next show, I believe, straight after that. Though I've heard rumors, um, Marvel are still quite stuck as to what to do with um, Iron Fist. Yeah. So, so that, that was when they announced the Netflix deal was going to be a season of Daredevil, a season of Jessica Jones, a season of Luke Cage. Luke Cage, and a season of Iron Fist. Which all led to the Defenders. That's right. They were going to team up. But now it sounds like they're a bit... and People are crazy responding already to um, the inclusion of the Punisher in Daredevil season two. So it might be just doing a Punisher series. Yeah, right. I love Iron Fist and Punisher. I so I'm like, Iron I'll Fist take either. Too. Yeah, yeah, like, totally. Yeah, I'll take both or e- like or either because they're both sick. But like, yeah, like Iron Fist is very like based in like mystical kung fu shit. Yeah, so you, you know need what? a massive budget to kind of show the fantastic world. I also think from. they'll wait and Not see. Not just like countless industrial urban spaces for people to get Hell's punched Kitchen. in. Just Hell's Kitchen is just empty industrial spaces if ever you've been. You don't need to anymore. So is everywhere that the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. go in their show. Yeah, where, so where are all these, um, or, or in Avengers 2, just farmhouses <laughs> or floating cities? But you know what I think it is? I, I, I think Marvel might wait and see how people respond to Doctor Strange. Kind of their first big... Mystic, yeah, yeah, because I know a lot of people that have that haven't read much Marvel comics that have only seen the movies are kind of like you know they've accepted Thor, they've accepted like Guardians science is a big stuff. buy-in for Marvel but fans like, as well. The idea of magic is like what the hell magic, yeah. not in my MCU. Yeah, um, I reckon they're gonna wait and see, ride that one out. But I'm all for it, man. I'm like. The weirdest stuff, the better. Like, yeah. just do it. I've actually been reading quite a bit of Jessica Jones lately because I've been reading... Um, Alias? Older one? No, no. I've I, I read that earlier in the year, but sure. I've been reading Young Avengers, yep. which is a... Uh, like a 12... Young Loki? Young uh, Loki, sorry. It got, it's, been, it's been relaunched a few times. This is the original series from sure. like... Uh, it's like pre-Civil War. Okay. So it's a while, oh, a long wow. while okay. ago by like Alan, ago. a writer called Alan Heinberg. Yep. And it's about... Um, like someone who's kind of connected to the original black Captain America, like a, a, his like uh, his great grand, his like grandson, um, and then like the, the the daughter of of Scott Lang, Ant Man, who's recently died, and the daughter is taking on his legacy, and um, it's like basically like a bunch of young young like some of them have superpowers, some of them don't, um, kind of running their own Avengers operation at a time that there are no Avengers teams. Yeah, right, um, but. It's told from the perspective of J. Jonah Jameson Amazing. tells Jessica Jones, who, once she stops being a private investigator, she joins the Daily Bugle as a reporter so cool. for superheroes. 
and so he's like, you need to find out who these people are. So they, they, she's like the main supporting cast. Wow, after the, is it great? The, it's so good. Yeah, what are you reading on? Um, I'm, I, it was like on a Comicsology sale yeah, a while great. ago. Um, highly recommend it. It's only 12 issues. Man, how it's... good is it when there's like a series you've been eyeing off? And we used to message each other and be like, dude, go in. And it's yeah, like yeah. Comicsology, this digital comics app. And it'll be like, oh, here's all 120 issues of something you wanted to read at 80% off. And yeah. Like, oh, and even insane. if you're not going to read it for another year... Just knowing it's there. I have, I think, about 40 gigabytes of comics I haven't read on my iPad. Amazing. So I've kind of banned myself from going in on their sales. But it is so... I don't know. Like, I, I know it seems ironic given that I'd say I don't have time to binge watch sure. Netflix. But I absolutely have time to binge read I find it comics. easy to read comics. You can read them like on a toilet. On, like, when you're not going to sleep on it. When you're not falling... Or maybe the comic's like so boring you fall asleep and that's your like uh, nasty review. Like, you know, in transport, like... I got a phone with a larger screen recently and I've been kind of hot swapping between the iPad and the iPhone 6S Plus where it's like the screen is so big, it's completely fine to read. Like you still, I mean, obviously it's nowhere near as good as a comic or a huge screen, mm. but you don't need to go frame by frame. Like you still get the whole thing there and it's like, you know, especially I think more modern comics are written with that in mind, which I don't know if whether that's a good thing or a bad pop, thing. Those colors pop, man. It's so dope. Oh, they're popping. The Guide of You stuff is so good too. Hey, speaking of comics, Vader Down launched today, which is the big crossover, first crossover in the Marvel new relaunched Star Wars universe where it's the Darth Vader issues and the Star Wars issues have all led to this point. Yeah. Where like Vader's crashed and like the Rebels are there. To, it's supposed to be incredible. Picked it up today from Kings. I haven't started it. Yeah, yet. I'm fine. I was actually going to ask if I can steal your, your Star Wars comics. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've almost... I need I've, to got to, I've got to read like the last six of each one. Like I kind of stopped at six for all of them. So I do a binge read and then I'll hand them all over to Yao. Uh, pinky swear? Yeah, just you oh, guys. You guys, heard it here first. You, you heard that pinky pinky swear. If I haven't given them to them, if you ask Lemons on the street, um, take the earphones out and put Hey Fam on pause and just say, Hey man, thank you to you those comics. If you say no, then I'm like, you know, I'm a bad guy. Unsubscribe. Yeah. Unsubscribe in front of him. <laughs> but def- and, and subscribe to the blank slate. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. We, yeah, we all, Fuck, we all. now I have to do this. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, you were talking about screens a second ago. And yep. uh, I bring it up because you got added another screen to your life this week. Yeah. I thought, you know, um, what's better than playing a PlayStation 4 uh, in your own house in the living room? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Maybe at work at a Wi-Fi connection or at your bedroom. I picked up a PS Vita. Yeah, and PS Vita is the kind of uh, look, un- unfortunately not very popular um, handheld from PlayStation. Man, look, it's the same as Game Gear. Like these things come same out. Same as Game, it's a lot better than Game Gear. No, but it? I mean, like Nintendo is fucking king of handheld. Like, do not compete with Nintendo. Sure, they have the library. They know how to make. They've got the most kick-ass first-party developers. They get of, it. They get it. Um, Game Gear came out better technology. You know, more superior. Uh, games console based on like insides I'm, I'm speaking compared to the first original game boy mm-hmm. but just didn't go well you know what i mean yeah I mean, and, get, like, and it, the graphics are insane right? oh yeah but the same things now for the vita like more superior oh, no, i mean on the game gear oh totally but i was the saying, game like, gear was insane, oh, was insane graphics i had a game gear 400 frames per second oh it was it was like staring into uh, a 4k film but no same with vita you know much more powerful than the current 3DS. Um, just doesn't have the library, doesn't have the developers, doesn't have the support. But the one feature I'm really digging is the remote play. And that's one of the reasons why I got it. So uh, it's kind of like takes the Wii U controller on steroids. Like you don't even have to be in the same house and you can still play your, the same game on a like smaller screen. The thing is the controls are basically the same. It's just missing two buttons, which you're given uh, virtual versions of. It's great. 
I think I want a Vita. <laughs> Dude, it was a hundred bucks off Gumtree. Let's do it, guys. Let's all go to Gumtree and buy Vita. Let's get Vita, boys. And you can also. I'm making check- a pinky promise with everyone listening right now, <sighs> guys. There's so many pinky promises. It's great. Like it links directly to the PS4, so I can check my like you know friends messages, re- friend requests, parties, all that stuff is on there. Um, so all my trophies. So it does what I like. It uses that one login, which is one thing the Nintendo system doesn't really do yet, and transfer all of your kind of. They'll get there. They'll get there. Um, had all the PS Plus stuff, which I've already had waiting. Just downloaded all my free like games. But the other reason I got it is because now we've passed the uh, Japan torch. There's a rule that Levens and I can't be in Japan at the same time for some reason, and I'm headed there in a couple of weeks from about three weeks with my family. And there's gonna be a lot of trains. There's gonna be a lot of you know. After hours, like 13 hours on foot, like laying down. So I'm, I'm, that's where I will be kicking off my self-imposed play every single uh, Hideo Kojima canon Metal Gear Solid game, uh, <laughs> starting from there in chronological story order. So he, not release order. He's only made a pinky promise to himself with this. Oh, else. and to, and to uh, Hideo. Venom, Punish Snake, uh, <laughs> Quiet, all my friends. But most of it can be bought on there, you know. So I've got the HD collection and you can... Um, you can download what's cool, the old PlayStation 1 games for your PS Vita from the PS Store. So I've got Metal Gear Solid waiting there, um, Peace Walker from PSP. So I'm like, dude, I've got like shitloads of games lined up. I'm super excited to be able to play MGS on the train or shit like that. And the HD version on that screen, like I started Snake Eater just to check it out. Molto Bene. <laughs> Better than the original PS2 version by far. It's wow. uh, it's stunning. Yeah, it was by um the guys who did the Uncharted remastering. Oh, cool. Yeah, by awesome. Bluepoint, and they just mer- like they kill it. Like they get remasters, baby. Um, do we want to talk quickly about uh, Nintendo's recent uh, big update? Sure. They did a um, what do they call it? Nintendo Direct. Oh, they did the Nintendo Direct. Oh, sorry, yeah, I, of course. I watched I watched it from bed in Japan. Look, their first when Iwata. I was in Japan. Oh man, you were there, in Japan. Um, it was Iwata-less, sadly, as we know a few months ago, uh, the world lost one of the great creators uh, of all time, but also yeah. one of the great, not just, uh, you know, creatives of the world, but he communicators. was like communicators. Um, he, he, he made Nintendo the powerhouse it is now after a huge dip after um, in the early 2000s, he did the whole Wii, uh, you know, the DS, like he was there. He's, he's like, he's like the Steve Integral. Jobs coming back to Apple style, you mm. know resurrecting this uh, dying company. And he used to host the Nintendo Direct videos, which is what they yeah. basically would do quarterly videos, or is it six a year? Yeah, they kind of got over the whole, let's do a big press release and invite everybody, and let's make really Japanese-style videos with odd bits of humor, yeah. observations, and just show off the games to everyone in the world, which I think was cool. Like, a fan really cool. could watch the same yeah. time. They were live as well. They weren't like a video that you could already watch. Uh, you could watch at the same time that like an IGN or a GameSpot could watch. And I think that's, you know, that's that Nintendo difference, baby. Um, but this time we got a little bit of insight into the new Zelda. Oh, yeah. Game. Just a, tiny, a, little, a little tiny hint because you haven't seen that game since no. two E3s ago. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. When they announced the, it. the hint was it's still coming to Wii U. Yep. That seemed to I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Be a promise that they're really 
you know, it looks beautiful. It looks stunning. I want to see more than Link just running around on a on a horse in a field, but at the same time, I could watch hours of him doing that. Totally, and interesting. We've not seen Link uh, so far in traditional green garb. It's Mm. a hatless um, kind of. You know, commoner clothed link, which I always do. I always like that part before you get the green when you get to see, you know, the, the just reg- regular old yeah, Linky. Just, just Regan Lincoln. Uh, that was good. But we also got to see Twilight Princesses coming to Wii U. Did you ever play that on, on, on Wii? Yeah, bought it, when I got the Wii, I got the, of course, I got the Midnight Launch Wii, and of course, I got that. And yeah, I, it gets some slack. I don't get why. It's well, a great I mean, game. I, pl- I played the first maybe like 10 hours of it. Sure. And the motion controls pissed me off sure. so much. So for the first time, Link was right-handed. Right-handed. Yep. Normally he holds his sword. His, uh, sword in the right and sword in the left. Yeah, that's yep. right. Um, so they but wanted to mirror the, the, what, the largest population in the world. Like Most people are right-handed. Yeah. So but similarly, with, with even worse was Skyward Sword because that used motion plus sure. controls. What was even worse though for... Um, Twilight Princess, as we you know know, it was actually developed as it was going to be like the final game for GameCube. Mm. So they didn't flip Link per se; they flipped the entire map. That's right. So if you were used to walking out and then going left to go to Garut, because it's kind of based, it's like a bigger version of the um, Ocarina of Time map. So you'd go left to go to Gerudo Fortress, but wait a minute, no, it's on the right now, and it's kind of like yeah. these things you thought you knew, which is um. You know, it was like getting super drunk and trying to go back to your childhood home. You're like, but no, that one's over there. And yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of weird. Um, but I'm excited because I'm, I'm hopefully they're, gonna, they're not going to have motion controls. Yeah, I'm wondering if they're going to take it from the GameCube build. So it's like the right... No, it won't be motion controls for sure. You'll be using the... You know the pad. It's gonna I and the pad because the pad was so fun to play. Um, Wind Waker. On. I was gonna say I reckon it's gonna be Wind Waker controls through and through. It's gonna be straight That's up great. just a regular game. Yeah, I'm pumped to play it. I can't wait. We also saw a little bit more footage um, from the new Star Fox game, which I thought looked significantly better than what we saw at E3. Man, it's Star Fox. It's fun. It's an on rails. It's always been that. Like, yeah, I don't know what people's big deal are. Like, I know it's great to evolve and stuff, but man, and Star you're... Fox has never been like a flight simulator. Like, it's not about like no, doing totally. the correct button or press so you can launch. It's like it's about shooting weirdly shaped like machines and doing motherfucking barrel oh, rolls and doing barrel rolls, dog and slippy and falco. Man, it's just yeah, I want that. Yeah. I have heard though. You do mention motion controls. I've heard they're doing some levels. And like, you're not just, is it that R-Wing? What's the name of the ship? I think it's the R-Wing. Yeah, yeah. You're not just the R-Wing in the tank. Um, they've introduced like a drone type thing where you can fly in like a little four propellered thing to get into like really tight spaces. And apparently Nintendo being really clever and it's all about balancing the thing. And apparently it's like hard as shit. And people are like, man, just let me control it. With well, a- apparently the motion controls are really easy to turn off, but no, no one's uh, promoting that, obviously. No, they were So... They want you to play with the motion controls. And I think that gives you like the cockpit view and then the TV is what other people can watch or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, just give me a straight up Starfy. <laughs> you know? Um, we also heard, got the news that Pokemon Blue and green, blue and Red are going to come to... Blue, Red and Yellow. Blue, Red and Yellow, whatever the it is. The first gen. Those first, those first Pokemons. Um, they're all coming to the virtual console, which is exciting. Now, did you see how Japan are doing it? No. It's so nice. So, you know, out here you are... You go, uh, you know, you, you go to you, you get on EB Games. You you ask uh, if they have any old stock out back, and you steal a Nintendo eShop uh, Dusty card, and you go home, and then you you put it in your system, and then you download a game. Yeah, it's it's fun, but it's also kind of like, you know, it's a bit it's a bit lifeless. What Japan are doing, they're selling actual um like recreations of the original Game Boy cardboard boxes. You open it up, and it comes out with a cartridge shaped magnet, which is the same shape as the uh, old 
Game Boy cartridges that like. are based off the game cover. It's a magnet, but it's also got the download code for the oh, game, so cool. the instruction booklet, and also a map of um the entire like uh, game. It's like that's how you do uh, digital Man, games. Japan do everything better. They do everything better. And should I use that segue to talk about Japan, or do you want to talk about Fallout Four and Star Wars Battlefront first? What makes more sense? We could go either way. We're still talking about games. Uh, this is choose your own adventure part of Hey Fam. Uh, if you this is great. If you want to, me to talk about Japan, uh, hit one. Hit pull your left ear. Yeah. Uh, right, and if you want us to talk about Fallout Four, punch your dad in the face. Ooh. Ooh, oh, cool! Dad's, dad's got a lot of punch. sore ears. Yeah, yeah. What should we do? It's a tie. Uh, look, I'm, I, I'm, I was pretty shocked, but I think more dads just got punched in the face just then. So please, let's talk about Fallout Four. Yeah, I just quickly. punched you. I'm really sorry. <laughs> so Fallout Four is a big fucking RPG game that I associate as like, like. When people are like, I'm a real gamer. I play real games about real things. It Fallout. is very much like that. Look, it it is what it is. Because this never has been the year Bethesda game. You, this, is the, this has been the year that you've been like embracing normy mainstream games. Yeah, I've been falling for the hype. I've been looking at those pop up ads, and I've been thinking, hey, that appeals to me. You are no. one download code away from FIFA. <laughs> oh no! Don't you dare say that. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. Don't you dare say that. You'll notice this is a cod free house. <laughs> Look, I'm just like, you know, big blockbuster movies. What makes them so popular? You know, I've been uh, doing that for games, I guess. Sure. Some are great. I mean, I won't talk about Metal Gear 5. We all know my love affair with that. To me... That's fine. For, for me, that's like that's weird in Japanese enough. Well, that's it. Be. It's weird. and But it's also someone's... It is every blade of grass in that game to everybody's facial animation is Hideo Kojima through and through. That is one man's vision. Mm-hmm. Now, playing, coming off that, coming off 150 plus hours Jesus. of being trapped in that crazy kook's head and just going back for more because I'm a glutton. Um, I The next big game, Fallout 4. Now, already from the get-go, two very different games. Metal Gear Solid 5 was announced, oh, I think four years ago now. The first trailer was shown and it was never, they, you know, it, oh man, we can speak about this another day, but basically it was an anagram of Hideo Kojima and his head was wrapped up in bandages and they pretend they never said the word Konami, Metal Gear or Fox Games or Kojima. And it was a brand new game from, I forget the name. It was the name of a whale studios from Sweden and they showed like the hospital level and everyone was like, what the fuck is this? It looks, looks hectic. And then they revealed it was Metal Gear. Then they revealed it was taking so long. They're going to release that first part. Like it was a game that was being teased for so long, but dropped these amazing trailers, which man are so incredible. And like, pretty much up there with the game itself. Mm. So this has been one man's vision, very immaculately made. Now, Fallout 4, announced this July, released November. Like, there was no announce ever before. Like, it's coming, it's coming, like, already. Wow, that's insane. That's, like, no time to think. But people did know that a new Fallout game was coming. It was inevitable. Yeah, yeah. But just pretty much saying, people thought the announce was going to be it's coming soon in two years, which I think everyone still would have been okay with. They're like, fuck, it's coming, cannot wait. It was coming out in like three months, which is huge. Yeah, it's massive. So I've never played a Bethesda game before. I know that people love Skyrim. People love the one before it, Oblivion. Oblivion, yeah. People love Fallout 3. People love Fallout New Vegas, which actually wasn't made by Bethesda. So a lot of people... Actually, that's interesting. I'll go into that later. But <laughs> picked it up. Well, no, but the last, last Fallout game people played was... Uh, um, Fallout New Vegas it was actually by a different developer and they made a lot of improvements apparently right. from the leap to three to four. Again, I'm saying this through speaking to so many people who've played them, giving me their so own. So many nearly. normie mainstream mates. But I'm playing it and man, 
tell you what, coming off 1080p, 60 frames per second, um, open world, like Metal Gear, you could run from the bottom of this African nation to the top with no load screens. You sure. could go inside every single house, every single vehicle. Man, I'm in this living room right I mean, now. Like, but, but in every single one of those houses and vehicles was like a gas tank and a box. Oh, there was ammo, you know, there was guards, <laughs> but true. It was a, hey man, it was a war zone. I mean, <laughs> you don't live in a third world country. You don't know what it's like. <laughs> but this is like, again, it's a huge, huge world. It's massively expansive. Um, just, it seems like a really great looking game from, la- oh, an okay looking game from last generation. From the right. get go, on PS4, it's running 30 frames max. I've been dripping down to 10 sometimes. It's huge. You can tell? Oh, yeah. No, trust me. You can you've tell. You've got an alert that goes off on your phone. Um, yeah, the watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, you know, the eye can tell when there's a big dip in frame rate drop. But it's so big. It's so expansive. And unlike a really tightly written story a la a Hideo Kojima game, this is literally... No, it's like very hard not to compare the two after coming sure. off it. This is the opposite in every way. It's fam, go fuck yourself up. Do what you want. You can have this person as your like uh, assistant. You can get rid of them. You can be this person. You can design... You how to look whatever you look like. You can be a male, you can be a female. Like everything is up to you, which is great. But also, it's so opposite to what I've just been playing, which is like a well-scripted, you are an iconic character. So it's very strange for me to come into this world fallout where you wake up, you're just a dad whose family's been stolen after being frozen. And you, you've been frozen for 200 years. This is in the first five minutes. You're walking around. There's giant bugs attacking you. You never once question it. You've just all of a sudden become a cold-hearted killer trying to kill them. And I'm like... Why isn't he reacting to this? Where's a 10-minute cutscene about the fragility of mankind? <laughs> you know what I mean? About, set to David Bowie. Set to David Bowie. Like, where is that? And it's kind of just like, oh, it took a few days. And I even I even tried to get rid of it for a while. But I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to stick with it. And now I get it. It's not about that. It's like, it's like a slightly less... I'm trying to think of a nice way to say it. Look, it's a, it's a slightly more nor, more enjoyable and restricted version of minecraft is what i've realized you can do what you want you can be like you can build whole houses a la sim sim city or whatever in this just to house people and that's a great function but also like i'm probably not going to do it <laughs> it's huge I've, I've, I've played maybe 20 hours of it and i've barely scratched any missions like it's very it's not a great first person shooter either that's the other thing it's first person shooter it's not great at first person shooting but it's also not great at being an rpg where you do this system called vats and you aim your gun at something and then Time slows down, almost freezes, but doesn't. It's like very slow bullet time. And you can choose where to aim at a person, hit the button, it'll shoot them. It'll give you what kind of percent you have of hitting them. Right. And you know, it's the type of game where you do four headshots and they don't die. Right, sure. So it's kind of coming off ultra realism. Metal Gear is ultra realism in very inverted commas, (laughs) but to this type of very more... It's about that. And, you know, it's very broken. So if you're walking down the street and then, like, the skin off a character will just leave while the rest of the body walks and <laughs> things like that. And, like, you, you see a dog, like, just spinning in the air. And one thing that's really uh, ra- pissed me off a bit is a lot of people have... Uh, any other game that would do that would just get completely torn apart. Like, how dare someone release an unfinished game? This is, this is terrible. I paid full price. The consensus seems to be it's a lot of Bethesda fanboys and a lot of reviewers, too, and I've seen a lot of people take um, take this up in comments. They're like, it's getting a really weird fair pass. People go, oh, it's just a Bethesda game. They're always full of bugs. They're always slow. They don't always look great. But here's 10, 10 out of 10 for it because it's so big. Right. But a lot of people are like, hang on, if this was any other game, you'd be going, this is this is terrible. It's an interesting story, but the, you know, it's so not maybe quite... Maybe they, they, you know, they, they went in knowing that that was going to be part of it. But it's like, to me, it's like going to a film 
and having unfinished effects or missing reels. Yeah, sure. And so I'm going, nah, but this guy never finishes his movies. <laughs> and it's cool though. It's what he does. Like, I just think, I think it's being pretty generous with a free pass when there's... Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, yeah, Tom Cruise always says the N-word every yeah, four sentences. So Tom Cruise always forgets, his, you know, always forgets his lines and yells at the, 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 the best boy to go get his stuff. It's just, it, I'm just finding it's a bit strange that there's this unanimous uh, free pass. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've had a, I've had part, parts of the game break my like game and I've had to restart and I lose hours of gameplay for no reason whatsoever. For like I had parts of the game break my arm. See, that's that's unheard of. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if you guys are playing it and if you got any different opinions. Like I'm starting to warm up to it, but it seems like a game you could spend a year playing casually and still not even yeah sure scratch it. And I'm not sure if I care. Like I don't care about my character that much. When I was at like uh, Paris Games Week and PAX, every like third person that was dressed up as something was dressed up as someone from Fallout. See, I'm wondering who would they be because it's all up to you what you make someone look like. I'm oh, you just, like, just I don't know, just some big fucking robot. <laughs> you big <gun>. dumb robot. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that was a huge tirade then, but what I want to get to is it's getting this crazy pass and you have a look at a lot of reviews and a lot of review sites and people are kind of reiterating what I said then. Like, guys, if this was a first-time developer... And this is kind of acceptable for a first-time developer. You wouldn't give it this score. But sure. there's a lot of, no, nah, it's what it's about. It's broken, and but it's really big. It's like, I don't want to play a really big broken game. I'd rather play, this is me personally, really well-scripted, really bug-free, you know, game that sure is smaller. But at least it's like, you know, it's like playing with Lego, but at least you get all the parts. I mean, you had like GTA Five that was like as big, if not bigger. It wasn't full this, of bugs. Right? No bugs. It was tight script. Yeah, yeah. It was, I don't know, that you played three distinct characters. But I mean, fuck, I only played like three hours of that before getting bored. So. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, no, it is a very different game. Like imagine if in GTA you got the tire for a car and then you had to spend 10 hours finding other parts to just drive that first car you stole. And then you get a meter in the street and it runs out of fuel and then you have to figure out how to find like a grower farm basically to grow fuel. That's what playing Fallout's like. Sounds cool. Yeah. Should we talk about Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront quickly that just came out today? Sure. We've well, talked about it in the past. Um, we played the beta version. We played it um, at a few games shows. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and in our finally, dreams. It's finally in your hands. It's finally in your console. It's here, baby. You had a go just before we started. Man, it's it's a lot of fun. The, it's the production of it is is awesome, um, and there seems to be a lot you can do as well. Yeah, we've barely but, touched the the ice, like the tip of the iceberg. But one thing I notice is that like you can do a lot of things, but you can only do those things for like three minutes. Yeah, so it's very arcadey. Like I even yeah, remember really the first is. time I played it. It's the opposite of um, Fallout for sure. Like Fallout's this game you could throw yourself in heaps, but this is very much pick up and play play around for 10 minutes, put it down, come back later. That's what I'm thinking about it. And I think it's been made that way. Now, I know a lot of Battlefront and Battlefield purists are like, oh, you know, this is what I want. I want a game with crazy campaigns, like the old Battlefronts. But I think that, look, they've been quite strategic with this and for better or for worse, they're picking just the classic trilogy because mm-hmm. it's a crowd pleaser. They're picking very, you know, they're going with, we want it to look beautiful and be bug free rather than hundreds of maps that don't look that good. Like the, it seems to be kind of the opposite choices that the Bethesda guys have made with let's give them everything, but it might break and look shitty. Like it looks stunning. The end all levels. Oh God. I mean, you've seen Tatooine and yeah, um, Hoth, which are basically deserts. And uh, is beautiful. Like you can see droplets on individual leaves and stuff. Oh, it so just great. looks lush. You love it? individual leaves in video games. You get me in the botanical gardens. <laughs> chances are I'm going to get arrested because I'm jerking off looking at all of those dewy all leaves. Those leaves. All of those dewy leaves. But yeah, it is beautiful. I had to go over the speeder bike level before as one of the scout troopers. 
Fucking hell. Switching that to first person view, getting that classic Star Wars shot of a tip of the speeder bike. Oh, baby. <laughs> it was amazing until I flew into a tree and blew up. Like, but even that's pretty, pretty authentic. Too. It's fun as hell. Yeah. Um, so you haven't played much of the actual... Haven't like, gone online yet. Yeah, right. I've cool. Doing well, that's the, great. Yeah. Haven't gone online. For I you played, to play like, you know, three to four hours and, and yeah. not, not even be tempted yet. Well, no, I was going to say one of those, you know, 30 minutes was it installing and then downloading the newest patch. And normally, uh, normally that's a pretty horrible period because you're waiting for a game and you're like, cool, I put everything aside. I'm going to play it now. And it's a rookie error. If I, I remember I'm now going to put the game in as soon as I come home. So it downloads all that shit. Fallout was 53 minutes, for example, and it just repeated the same movie over and over. So that got pretty boring. But Battlefront lets you play uh, in the Echo Base. Uh, As Darth Vader. Yeah, in the Echo Base, like uh, e- 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 the um, You don't have to be too carrier. specific, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. So you're inside <laughs> where the ships are. I don't know why I can't think of the name. Our landing bay or whatever. And you're Darth Vader and it's pretty much, hey, Battlefront's installing, but you can pee Darth Vader and fuck everything up. So you've got like unlimited health. You've got everything. And it just is a really cool way to teach you the controls and show you, I guess, how goddamn mental this game can be. Yeah, totally. I'm, really, really I'm looking fun. forward to getting stuck into it. It's, yeah. um, it's, uh, it's crazy to me that like, I don't know, I've always kind of shunned the idea of, of online games like that, yeah. but I'm, I, I'm so excited for this. And- it's that Star Wars license. Yeah, I think it's being. I really, characters. really hope that they do come out with a, a first-player campaign based on the same engine. Though. Yeah, I think they look. They probably could after Force Awakens. There could be a reason why they're not doing any of this modern, the modern. Star okay, Wars. I, I would love like you know this great first-player thing where you, one of those big hero characters gets introduced every once a level or whatever. That'd be sick. Or, or one, yeah, yeah, I think it'd be fun. I look, I, I would love the clone campaigns. I love those in Battlefront too. They are amazing. Like the Clone Wars to me is such an amazing period to play because you're um, just these huge, huge, huge wars. Like it's it's a massive um. Every, you know, every war is massive. It's like hundreds of you, the clones, versing all these robots. It's hilariously fun. Crazy ships. And I'd love, I'd love for that to get introduced. But I'm actually thinking of going in on the season pass. And I've never been a season pass guy. But it sounds like you get another game, basically. Really? Yeah. You pay the same price and you get like 12 new maps unlocked. New, uh, I think four new hero characters, which I haven't announced who they are. So I think like Chewie, I was trying to think of who they could be. It would be awesome though. How good would it be if you could play as R2? I was thinking, how would it be R2 and you jump into like an X-Wing and commandeer it yourself and stuff? Like do all that, that, that robot shiz. It'd be amazing. I'd Lando. It's going to be Lando. Gonna be yeah, God. it's going to be Lando. That'd be fucking great. Lando would be sick. Um, I'd love Leia in the Bausch bunny hunter gear, the stuff she wears when she goes to pick up um, Han from Jabba's palace. Yep. Or maybe they're going to put in, you know, Kylo Ren, Darth Maul, just General Grievous, these cool characters from different um, eras. Which I'd be down to clown with. Yeah, it's cool that they're doing the original trilogy and like you know immersing yourself in that. And a lot of people, like myself, have uh, rewatched that original trilogy recently. Oh yeah. Um, and then of course everyone else is getting excited for the new movie coming up. So I was very surprised when I was at Disneyland, Tokyo Disneyland last week, and I went on the Star Tours ride, yeah. which I hadn't been on before. I've been on the one in the States, which is based off of the first trilogy, but the Star Tours one at Tokyo Disneyland is based off of. The prequels. Did you go to the pod race? Dude, it was so fun. It's great. I went on that one. I think because what they do, there's 12 different paths you can take in Star Tours. And I've been on really? twice. I Fuck. went and lined up again. And it, the story cuts to different, like I think they have 12 different areas you go to. So I went to like part of Tatooine. I went to a pod race, but then I went to Naboo, but then I went to a classic trilogy thing. 
Yeah, so it right. flies through so, different eras. So this one, like, a, a so the Star Tours premise is that C-3PO and R2 are now doing, like, tours <laughs> through space. And so you, it's, it's part 3D movie, part animatronic C-3PO. It's a 4D ride, like you move yeah, around. Yeah, and you move and you around. See. It's really well hey, done. I too have only been, to, well, I know you've been to both, but I've only been to the Tokyo Disneyland Star Tours. And how surreal is it seeing like Admiral Akbar with a Japanese voice? Oh, like, it's the best. And all like, the, all the, dro- characters all the droids that have just been given just like really funny, bratty Japanese voices. Yeah, it's hilarious. I'm like, I actually never want to see the, the English there was, do, the, So you would think with like Star Wars fever at yeah. peak at the moment, there would be like an insane line for Star Tours. Yeah. 10 minutes. Are you kidding me? Yeah, everywhere else was like wild lines and like, you know, really pushing to use those um, fast passes. But there was only 10 minute wait for Star oh, so Tours. So they still do, have they, they introduced fast pass there? Oh yeah, they, they, they had it when I was there in 2009 oh, wow. too. Yeah, yeah cool. Um, it's essential, bro. If you want to go on that Monsters Inc. ride there. Can you book essential. it in the day before? No, you just like, you, you have your ticket. Yeah. And then you just go up to like the you go up to the ride and there are these like little things that you can scan. Earlier. That's right. I did this. And then Disney it's like C. come come back at like two hours from now and you can go mm. to the fast the fast pass line line and you only wait for like five minutes. I went it's one step really further cool. with um Disney World last year. You can actually say which day you're going. You get an iPhone app mm. and then you can actually you get three. Isn't it? You get three fast passes a day. You can get the fast pass. Oh, thing. the ones where you just go straight in. Yeah, right. Cool. Yeah, so you, the day before, even the week before, you can be like, I'm going to go on this ride then, this ride then, this ride then, and it's done. Like you already get, you figure out your day mm-hmm. and it, you've picked your fast pass rides and you just go in and you're like, cool, I'm going to those ones, so I may as well go try these ones. It's like crazy pre-purchasing the rides. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I went with, with Archie, who is uh, 22 months now. Kids get in for free? Uh, yeah, bro. They oh. sure do. Um, and... Uh, it was crazy how many rides we were able to take him on. That's cool. Um, it's a small world, baby. I, I, the one t- but when I saw how short the line was for Star Tours, I was like, do you mind if you guys just wait out here so I can go on this? And um, didn't feel like too much of a dick because we only a 10 minute wait. But uh, so the as soon as that ride starts, you like blast off out of out of a aircraft carrier and at the end of it is like Darth Vader's blocking your way out. So good. And he like force chokes the entire ride. Do you see him? And like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he swings you into, um, into the He comes wall. on a screen, doesn't he? Like he's contacted you. He's like, right. Or something like no, that. No, no, like you, he's literally blocking the exit. Oh, wow. Surrounded by stormtroopers. Insane. It's so cool. And like, c 3 like, oh no, oh my God. And then, but it's all in Japanese, which is, adds to how funny it is. And then, um, Darth Vader like smacks you away and then you finally like blast off, but then you, like yeah, you fly down and you you're part of a pod race. Then you end up going underwater, all the Gungans. So cool! I didn't get that. Um, That's sick. Yeah, it, it was so much fun, man. Like, I, like such a great experience. Um, I also went on yeah the the, the Monsters Inc. Hide and Go Seek yep. ride. Um, Archie loves. So we get the gun and you shoot things. You have a you have a torch. That's right. And you have to light up things in the dark, and when and when you light them up, a sensor goes up and things will pop open and like so people will say stuff. It was really, really fun, um, and uh, a good, a good one for Archie to, to go on. We went on the um, the Toy Story Blaster ride. That's what you, I'm getting confused yeah, with. Shoot, we get the which, gun is, which is like pretty frustrating to actually play. It's a fun ride just to kind of sit back and enjoy. I did it with a six year old granddad in Florida. We had so much fun. You hey, team up with somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was great. He's like, oh, this is the fifth time I've been on today. I was like, man, <laughs> you're good. 
Yeah, well, we, we I did that with, like holding holding a gun in Archie's hand. So good. Um, yeah, and we, we we line up for the Winnie the Pooh ride, which is my, my one of my favorite rides ever. But yeah, have you said it, that? It was uh, it was shut down for maintenance, unfortunately. Oh. But like, while we were in line, we were told That's so weird. Everyone just like we don't even wait for five minutes, so it was fine. No big. But no big. um, but no people have been waiting the there for like an hour, over an hour. Yeah, that's it's whack. like their most popular ride at Walt Disney. It's crazy. That's so weird. But yeah, Disneyland was great. Um, there wasn't as much like Star Wars merch. It wasn't any Star Wars merch um, at Disneyland, which is a bummer. What? No Marvel stuff either. Really? Yeah, it was all classic Disney stuff. That's so weird. When I was there last year, there was Star Wars stuff. <laughs> really? Yeah, in um, Tomorrowland, there was a yeah, bunch, right. There was no, so there was, much wasn't, Star Wars wasn't stuff. any of it. Oh wow. Um, but Star Wars Mania has uh, taken oh. over Tokyo in general. Um, I actually sent about fifty. <laughs> yeah. 50 photos to Steel, um, who does oh, the wow. Steel Wars podcast. And he said he's going to put them up on his Facebook. Oh, account. how good's that? Maybe we should beat him to it. Um, yeah. Fuck that. Listen. One of the coolest things I saw was just like some random fashion shop, like a fashion department store shop window had done this incredible recreation of various Star Wars characters sitting down at a dinner table. Amazing. But they were all made out of like different. So you had like, uh, like um, Chewbacca made out of wigs. And, so good. Um, and... Darth Vader made out of dressing gowns. And there's a lot of soft drinks. I know every time I go in Japan, they always have like soft drinks of little collector toys or caps on them inside all the convenience stores. Yeah, they had Poe. Poe was all, all over them. Yes. Um, and um, my, my boy, BB-8, was Ugh. everywhere. I, I now, think the world's I'm now boy. The, I'm now the proud owner of, I think, like five different BB-8 toys. That's great. I'm at... A good way to be. What am I? I'm sitting at two right now. You've got the Lego one. I've got the, the Lego uh, and the, the, uh, the robotic the robot one. one. I've got a plushie. I've got, got a, a plushie. Uh, little steel one. I got Yeah, it's pretty fun. So cute. I, um, I can't wait because I'm going to be there, I think, four days after the movie launches in Japan. Man. And it's just going to be rife. I've even been having a look. If you pre-buy your tickets through a 7-Eleven, you either get a BB-8 figure or a Kylo Ren towel. Like, that's now. And that's I'm like, so awesome. I'm even thinking of pre-booking them online because I'm definitely going to see it again while I'm over there. Well, I, I managed to find... To cinema there. I managed to find you some Kylo Ren lightsaber oh, chopsticks. Dude, we'll stick a photo up. Yeah, we'll, we'll post it on HeyFam. They're so sick. It and, is so cool. And Because uh, you already have regular Darth Vader I've got Vader the Darth Vader ones and it was from Kitty Land, right? That's yep, Kitty Land. Yeah, that's Which right. isn't as creepy as it sounds. It's just like a six-story Kitty Land shop. is like a five-level toy shop. So close. It's so good. Right um, in Harajuku. And like some floors are like parts of floors are just dedicated to a franchise. You'll have like the Marvel section. There's an entire Peanuts floor. All, <laughs> really? all, all Peanuts. Yeah, it's crazy. There's a, there's a Hello Kitty floor. Sorry, I was just thinking of the Under the Bridges that we're preparing for. Um, oh, yeah. Wow. It's part of our live show. Well, if you like uh, Peanuts and trolling IMDB boards, definitely come to Hey Fam. It's Saturday on Monday. Smag that ticket link. <laughs> what other cool shit did you see any uh, gaming stuff yes I went to Akihabara I don't even know if I say it right Akihabara yep you nailed it bro I was going to say it like that but I thought I was wrong yeah um, and, and I, that's like a secondhand suburb of full of like I don't mean it's a second hand but it's full of anything you want like if you want a motherboard for a Dreamcast or something it's there totally like yeah, yeah. it's crazy but obviously the main place I wanted to go to was Super Potato yeah um, explain Super Potato Labs um, it's just like a like a two levels just dead or three levels dedicated to like retro gaming yeah in particular nintendo stuff too so good so um the coolest thing i got there was a um were bookends made to look like the original nintendo game and watch octopus so he's like this eight bit octopus tentacles coming out of your books it looks really really cool um very adult very cool um very (laughs) chic Oh yeah, um, Japan's full of very adult products for people. So Archie's favorite characters at the moment are BB-8, uh, Yoshi, 
So we got a ton of Yoshi toys Great. from Akihabara, and um, we found um, this in Akihabara across the road from um, across the road from Super Potato was just like this like multi level um, store made up of different collectors running their own kind of like oh, wow. memorabilia stores. Yeah, right. So that was really fun to walk through. There was heaps of crazy figures and toys and um, different collectibles there. Um, we even went to Tower Records yeah, and in I Shibuya. found in Shibuya and I found um, two recent um, Nintendo soundtracks, uh, the Splatoon. So it's like so cool, um, and it's all this music from Splatoon, which is like really really fun, kind of chugging surf punk hip hop. <laughs> and it's a weird amalgamation of things. Nintendo, are you crazy for it's, this one? I, I I I listened to it as I was driving over here. It's so much fun. <laughs> Did you really? That's so yeah, good. Yeah, it's so we much fun. Play it before the live show. Definitely, yeah, pump up music for sure. Um, and I got the um, 30 Years of Mario collection. Oh, it's so good. So is that to coincide with... It's um, like a triple disc. Fuck, is that to coincide with Super Mario Maker? <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. I got a ton of like weird Mario um, commemorative thing. They did like a run of Kinder Surprise toys. Oh, what? But it's like their own Kinder Surprise yeah, things. Yeah, right. What type of shit were you getting on the inside? Um, like amazing toys. I'm actually going to... I really wanted to get the Yoshi one, but I got a bomb bomb and a... If I find one over there, I'll get you the Yoshi one. Yeah, we're obviously going to get a Super Potato. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to yeah. give you some money and ask you to get me Dude, an entire set. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Um, stick them up on the page. I will. I'll, yeah, I'll, put, like, I'll put some Do like cool Let's Japan up. Trip. I'll do, the, I'll do my one. I'm over there. We could just look like Japanophiles. I would, uh, I would happily live in Japan. Oh, Tokyo man. is the fucking best. If the language barrier wasn't there, American asked where the toilet is and uh, order beer. But no, I mean, everyone's pretty lovely about it, though. Yeah. Um, and also, everyone knows beer. Also, everyone can speak English. Kind of, not really. That's our age. Oh, yeah, younger, sure. Yeah, but yeah. they're also beautifully polite. They say, oh, it's really terrible. I'm like, dude, you speak English better than most people I know in Australia. Like, just learn how to say thank you and just say thank you. As yeah. often as possible because yeah. everyone is so goddamn nice. Sumimasen, that's always a great one. Yeah, Domo. Yeah, it's good. Um, Toire wa doku desu ka? Yeah, you know, you're fine. What are you complaining okay. about? You know it all, man. No, I'm good. I did, I did study J- Japanese for two years. Um, we went to Legoland, but it wasn't an actual Legoland. It was like an adventure. So like Legoland Shibuya, Discovery. Right? Uh, no, it was uh, like in a, on, it's near the, on the way to Disneyland, the, the Tokyo Terradome or something like that. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Um, and it was really cool. Um, like a little area It's very modern Kind of reminded me Of like Darling Harbour Oh wow Okay um, But uh, You're a like diver? What's that sorry? Is it out of a diver? That place where it's Kind of like an island Just off to Yeah You get yeah, the yeah, monorail right. To get there Yeah it's yeah. right Yeah yeah The driverless monorail Did you get in the front? No no. So there's, it's driverless ride right? And you can actually Sit in the front um, Where the driver Would normally sit uh, And pretend Shout outs to Sydney Monorail Miss you <laughs> But uh, and you can sit in it And then you go like Yeah I'm riding the monorail <laughs> It's cool I know that place They have all the like Weird concept shops Tokyo Teleport That was the name of the, um, the Yeah right the subway stop I'll have to go check it out They have like a huge Sega theme park there And um, other stuff Yeah like I went into a few Sega like arcades Yeah um, And just kind of like Pissed money away Trying to win Splatoon merchandise On weird skill tester What's machines That look so chain? flawless It's the one that's got The Space Invader Keo uh, They have a huge oh, It starts with K I can't remember yeah. yeah Those are the two Aren't they everywhere well, Legoland was, was pretty fun Like it, it was very Yeah but very very Young kid oriented And sure. Archie was happy Just to kind of like Dick around and play Um we we got an exclusive Duplo block. What is, is it? Pretty, Talk pretty to cool. me about it. Describe it's like a, it. It's a yellow two-pronged Duplo block that says Legoland Discovery. On oh, it. man. It's pretty stoked. Yeah, stick that I on. Still have like, I still have all my old uh, Lego Birkenhead Point yes, merchandise. Yes, I remember that. I remember <sighs> the, the touring um, Lego 
shows. I used to come to Shell Harbor where I grew up. Oh, uh, amazing. Warrawong. And they did this one one year and I loved it. It was someone, I don't know if it was, it was official Lego and you could buy like a catalog after, but someone had made all the famous scenes from uh, the hit book Gulliver's Travels. So it was like him, I still remember it, like him coming out of the water, like pulling a bunch of ships behind him and stuff because he was giant in the small land. And it would always have like, yeah, just like very, very limited robot Movement, it was like, movement. yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, and I loved forth, it. And I got obsessed. I loved limited movement when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Still a big fan of it now. I practiced it on myself a lot. <laughs> man, that sounds like the best trip. I'm so it, pumped you're back though. And you get to do it very, very soon. Oh man, I can't wait to get some hot tippery do's from you. But I only had two hours sleep last night on the flight home, so I should probably go and get some more sleep. Yeah, you do that. Um, Please come to our live show, guys. It'd be real cool to meet everyone who listens. Because that's an impressive amount of you. It's pretty been pretty fun doing. We haven't even hit twenty five episodes yet, and we've got a nice little following. So we appreciate all the support so far. All those cool reviews you've been giving us. We would love to see you in the flesh, and would love to do so this Monday at Giant Dwarf Theater for Hey Fam. It's Saturday. You can get tickets through our Facebook page, facebook.com slash heyfampodcast or on giantdwarf.com.au. Yeah. Uh, if you follow either Levins or myself, uh, I am Chimmy Changus. Levins is Lev Dog. We are constantly berating you to come to the show. So that's another place you could find out. Um, there's going to be some audi- audience participation events. Yeah, man. So, Everyone loves audience participation. Yeah. If you're one of those people who try to be funnier than the comedians, you're going to love this. You can make some limited movement. <laughs> yeah. Make some limited movement on stage with us in front of your friends. Come along. It's a Monday night. There's no reason why you shouldn't. I'm making a pinky promise with each and every one of you right now. Yep. And if you bring us a Channing Tatum calendar for next year, because my one's starting to, it's, you know, I've only got one more month on it. Jesus Christ. almost the end of the year. It's we'll fun. give you a free ticket. I get to start. I get to open the first page on my uh, first window in my Lego Star Wars advent calendar in like a week. Siri, remind me to get my Star Wars advent calendar tomorrow. <laughs> I need it. I wish I wish your watch would talk, talk back to you. She does, but only I can hear it. Siri, introduce Jane, uh, Jane's Addiction, or whatever the fuck they call it. Perry Farrell. It's Jane's. It's Jane's Addiction. Play the Entourage theme song so I can go to bed. Good night. Hey, fam. Thanks for listening. Bye. Oh, yeah, Sumi. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.